0: Classy Gibberish Hello and welcome to another episode of Classy Gibberish I'm your host Andre, and we're here today for yet another episode of the podcast In which we listen to the absolute bangers of the history of classical music The bangers we all know and love and today we have a classic, you know, an avoidable figure of the history of classical music. We have got, as a matter of fact, Mozart, And we have his piece, two sets of variations for violin and pianoforte. Which means strong piano, I think. Don't know why... <laughs> Oh, this is nice! This is a a simplicity that reminds me of the... um, of the piano pieces I played when I did play the piano. So, yeah. That's pretty good. So, um, it's been an interesting week to me. I've been spending some time doing radio work or work for the radio rather and preparing for the start of new shows which are going to start from, from next week and yesterday I did an interview with the president of the Dundee University Students Association which was um, pretty cool and a very very good for defining what's going to happen in the future in terms of, of plans for the students in terms of ways of tackling the, the cost of living crisis which is very important and i also had the chance to speak to the vice principal for education of the university and within within the same lines of, of questioning and so th- those were two very interesting opportunities to speak to people involved in, in running the university and the, the Students' Association. And I'm going to use that for our new show, which is a new show we're starting. And oh, pardon me, oh, pardon me, I'm suddenly sleepy. Um. Yeah, we're starting a new show next week on Monday. And so this is... On Monday, it's going to be a, an episode about freshers. So I'm hoping to have some statistics about the new people that have... You know, how many new people we have. And, you know, the, the increase or decre- decrease in comparison to previous years. And and all, all that stuff. So... Uh, it's going to be included in, the, in that so that the, the interviews I did with the vice principal and with the president of DUSA are going to be included in that. And so hopefully it could make or it will make quality content, quality content that inter- uh, students are interesting, interested in, in, in listening to. And I talked to some people from from sports clubs asking if if... That the sports fair was good this year or not. I, I talked to some students as well, just random students, asking about what they're most and least looking forward to this year, you know, if they're worried about the cost of living crisis. So there's that underlying theme of, of the cost of living crisis, which is going to be important going forward because uh, we predict that it's going to be a big thing throughout this year and so we want to hold the university and DUSA to, to account to make sure that they do the things that they need to do and i think that begins by you know not, not individual students getting angry about the university not doing much or the the students association not doing much these things happen by things like student media it's really important in that in, ex- in representing the students and scrutinizing the matters of the university and the, the association that are important for students and we think the cost of cost of living crisis will be a big, big thing so that's where our aim is currently towards in terms of the new show, especially next, next week so it's going to be about freshers with the underlying theme of, of the cost of living crisis so we've, that, that was... A uh, big part of what I did this week. Uh, other than that, I was just preparing other shows and making sure that everything is set so that we have a successful year ahead with with plenty of new shows, plenty of new podcasts, so that people can enjoy them, and so that Gem is you know once again important and relevant for for students. So that was pretty much it on a more personal level if you are a one of the zero uh uh, what's it called normal listeners no conventional no if you are oh if you are one of our huh just noticed something about the microphone hmm, that's interesting now, as I was saying um, one thing so, uh, if, if you've been uh, if, if you are um, a regular listener that's what I was looking for a regular listener of the show you will know that last Sunday I um, was invited over to the flat of this person I've been messaging for a while and we met up you know a few times and we got along really well and so i thought that naughty action was going to happen it did not happen but we had a lovely time and just chatting and um watching a few things on the tv it was very nice and today we went on an open top bus tour around the d which is really fun with One of the person's friends because they'd promised them that they'd go together on a a bus tour so yes that is what happened and it was fun as well and tomorrow we're going to watch an opera together which should be a lot of fun as well and it's also the second opera I'm going to watch, and it's actually the reason why I'm doing my show today because it's normally on Saturdays at 8:30 p.m., but this week it is in its at on Friday at 7 p.m., which is right now. Um, and that's the reason why because I'm going to watch an opera and I'm really excited. Should be a lot of fun. Oh, I see what's happened. Okay. Anyway, sorry I got distracted by something here in the studio. So, that is what has been happening with me. Um, and now I'm going to go into the sort of topic of, of today. And within the, the spirit of sort of this week's, well, jam topic, uh, I am going to talk about the cost of living crisis. And so... Pardon me. Pardon me. One of the things that we heard this week was... Listruss's government released the details of... Released the details of their plan for helping businesses... Throughout this cost of living crisis. And so they are so Rishi Sunak when he was chancellor with Boris Johnson he'd planned a series of measures to ensure that the government had enough money that we could, the government could help the citizens throughout this living crisis and one of the things he was really big on was increasing taxes for, for companies pardon me and it was one of the defining points of the campaign for the leadership of the Tory party because Liz Truss did not want to increase taxes and therefore what happened during um, Boris Johnson's prime minister term was that Sunak planned a series of, of um, tax raises and that sort of thing. Sort of funds, the help that the, the, the govern, government would give its citizens. And it's something that Liz trust now with with the announcements that were made today. And... Oh, baby! With the announcements that were made today, and and well, mostly tomorrow actually, tomorrow not tomorrow, mostly yesterday and the the day before, there were a series of announcements related to companies and and how they how the government will help them handle the cost of living crisis, and there's a lot of tax cuts, so the the companies are going to have less tax to pay in in layman's terms i think that's that's pretty much it i'm not an economist i'm not an economic student so i'm i'm very much out of my depth but what i have understood from what i've seen since the the announcement of these measures is that there's going to be tax cuts that there is going to be a, basically the government is going to impose a price cap on the cost of, of petrol and um, energy, gas and so on. So that, or on, on business, so corporate, for corporate energy, so that the, the companies can enjoy, can take advantage of, of these measures as well. And so the, the, the basic idea is that the, the companies are going to be able to well, have lower energy at a lower cost. And on top of that, they are also going to pay less tax. Now, when you look at, at what that entails for the government, if if the companies are paying less tax, and I think it's significantly significantly less tax, then that means that there's less money coming into the government. On the other hand, the the, the um, imposition, well, imposing a price cap on or a cap on the on the cost of oh, pardon me oh why my! is serious apologies I'm very what's it called when people do this uh, I'm very yawny today there we go so when you look at the the, the, the measures that are being taken towards the, the the cap on the cost of energy what that means is that the well the, the government will basically pay so imagine that the price cap is at, um, let's say, 15 p per kilowatt hour, and that the companies are actually that the cost of energy is actually 20 p per kilowatt hour, and so those 5 p per kilowatt, 5 p per kilowatt hour, that's that's the difference between what the companies are paying and what the the actual prices that difference is compensated by the government so the companies pay 15 B, the government pays whatever else is needed in order to reach the actual price of the energy and so that requires money obviously the the same thing has been done for for households so there's a price cap on households so the same thing will happen well where the government will have to come in and make up for the difference uh, between the, the price cap and the actual cost of energy. And there's also the massive package of, of at least 450 pounds, which each household will be receiving, um, you know, until the end of this year. There's also that. And you know, I'm, I'm sure. I don't. I don't have a detailed account of all the measures that are being put in place to tackle the cost of living crisis, but I'm sure there there's more. And so, all those ideas, all those measures require money, require the government to have money. And well, with with the the tax cuts that we are going to see with companies, I'm sure that. Um, as common citizens, you know, on a, 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 a personal level, on an individual level, we're also going to see some tax cuts. So that means that there's less money going into the government. Nevertheless, this money which the, the government is going to be using for price caps, for, um, for price caps for helping the, the citizens paying for electricity... This money has to come from somewhere. And so if there are tax cuts, there's less money coming in. So there, definitely the money will not come from that side of the things. Of, of tax, of, of money the govern- government gets by, let's say, normal ways. <laughs> and so what's expected to happen is that the government will have to, you know, carry out a massive international money-borrowing operation so that it, it can fund the, all the measures and the ideas that are being put in place to, to tackle the, to tackle this issue. <coughs> Pardon me. And so if, if you look at sort of the conservative mindset in terms of, of money handling... Borrowing money is not one of the things they are keen on. And so it's, it's interesting to me that stress is willing to engage in international money borrowing so that companies and, and people can be, you know, well, literally saved, actually. There, there will be some people that will literally be saved by these measures. So... And I think it's a very non-conservative way of handling this kind of thing. I really think it is. And... Hey, well, what else would I get to say? Um, very non-conservative way, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes. So... This sort of ties in with my opinion on economics. One one thing, which I don't know if everyone is aware of, and I certainly wasn't particularly aware of it until uh, a few years ago, was that pretty much every single international, every single country in the world, is massively in debt towards like the um, international monetary fund uh, to international investors every single country on the planet is in debt to those to those places so what I think is what I think <clears throat> what I think I'm going to keep repeating what I think what i think will happen is that what i think will happen is because every country is owing money i don't think international well this is very wishful thinking but what i'd like to think is that this these international investors and things like the monetary no, International Monetary Fund. These institutions and these um, funds, investment funds, that sort of thing. I'm hoping that they aren't really wanting that money back. So what I'm thinking is that, you know, there's, there's a, a, a bank somewhere, like the, the Inter- International Bank of Money. And so the International Bank of Money is making new money. And... You know giving it to governments as if they're borrowing it but actually assuming that they're not going to get it back so that the economy can keep going then I think that break that would break economy or our economical system I think that would probably do it in terms of really destroying the economical system I think I'm no specialist, as I said, but I think it would probably be successful in in really ruining everything. But on the other hand, imagine let's imagine a situation in which countries can't really because countries will never have enough profits to start paying back what they owe. So let's imagine a world in which countries just keep stockpiling let's say debt keep stockpiling debts and more debt and more debt and one day all these uh, funds all these companies all these I think it's mainly funds that have lent them money they suddenly ask the governments for that money this means that every single government on earth is going to be on that funds <coughs> on the pockets of those funds So what I'm saying is, either way this goes, if my understanding of it is correct, which it probably is not, then we are probably really fucked. Because I imagine a sort of dystopic situation in which these funds which are owed, you know, massive debts by the government. They just take over the world. And we become a sort of fund-owned, trust fund-owned world, society. And this actually reminds me of a really good podcast, which I'm going to recommend. It's called Our Fair City. It's an American podcast. I usually talk about British podcasts, but this this one's actually American. And it's about a dystopic world in which about a dystopic dystopic world in which insurance companies are that they are the ones that govern and and decide what happens. So What I saying? Oh, yes. So it's it's uh, a world in which insurance companies decide what what happens. And so... And so, and so, and so, and so... Yes, so it gets into this topic reality in which it's, it's almost uncontrolled capitalism. And, you know, it has massive impacts on people's lives and, and what they can do, what they can't do. And it's, it's a pretty interesting portray of, of a dystopic reality. So, and very comic as well. Very comical as well. So if you want to listen to a, what a complete economic breakdown or complete economic control by trust funds might look like, or might sound like, please do listen to <coughs> Our Fair City. Because it's a really good, po- it, it's already over, all its seasons have been released, but, pardon me, but it, it is still ver- a very, very good podcast and yeah, I'd I'd advise you to listen to it. And now I'm seeing that this piece is almost over. So I'm going to stay quiet and enjoy the final rough roughly minutes of this. there you have it guys, that was a I just closed the tab, wait I'll I'll see, that was two sets of variations for violin and piano forte by Mozart it's not my sort of usual well, it's not my go-to sort of piece in terms of it sounds like it's more of a um, what you'd play not really because it sounds good, but to show your your technic technical ability to play with the piano, so, as I said, I was in a music school and I played the piano, and this sounds like the sort of the sort of piece we'd play there just to show that we can play rather than because it's it's actually um it's actually a beautiful piece, and so despite being. You know, having having a certain depth of of the sounds, of the, the the emotions that are conveyed and that sort of thing, I do think that it is not the most beautiful piece ever. I'll I'll just I'll just put it out there, and you know, just, just if you don't agree, then well, there you go. Anyway, that as that was everything I had planned for today. So the only thing that really remains to say is that I will be back again on next Saturday, so Saturday next week, the 1st of October, possibly, the 1st of October at half 8 p.m. So if you do fancy more classy gibberish, do come back on the radio, listening to the radio waves, do come back on Saturday at half 8 p.m., or you can also check out all the wish episodes on iTunes, Spotify and uh, pretty much every single podcatcher app. So, as I said, I'll be back next week. I hope you have a great week and I will try having a great week as well. Bye-bye! Classy gibberish.